0: You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgreat.com Steal diamond, motherfucker. It's right, steal diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, oh, Miss Rusty. Boom, Pro Wrestling. What has happened, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Uh, welcome to Tuesday, whatever it may be. Thank you, everyone, for being here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network, here on the podcast. And today I have a special guest coming back. And uh, my special guest is right here right now and my special guest right here right now is Randy Myers right there hey, man how you doing uh doing great how are you doing
1: i'm spectacular i'm spectacular thank you so much for having me on your podcast again and great mug
0: love it thank you man yeah this uh I love this mug man
1: um, it goes with your background nicely
0: it does man like it's kind of the SpongeBob type of life uh you know, it's uh it's interesting. And then uh yeah, and then Spongebob is kind of like you know uh it's like everything. kind of based off yeah,
1: go ahead. I was just gonna say he's everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's everything and uh I mean based off of uh the mollusk from uh from Ween, the album. Um the big wing fans so that worked out pretty well but um yeah man it's great to have you back on it's uh it was it was fun getting to talk to you last time because it had been it had been years so um
1: yeah, totally. was, yeah there's always stuff we can catch up on too
0: yeah and so uh are you let's see so last time you were doing a bunch of shows uh and then because you yeah, have boom uh boom, pro wrestling, uh, as well as um what you're doing with Defy and and then other places are are I mean what what's kinda going on in that that sense over there?
1: Well, I'm still like um uh, boom still going strong. Uh I've sold they're still sold out almost every single show that they run. Uh cool. I've been taking a step aside from like helping behind the scenes there and doing more focus on my stand up and some art stuff. As well as like, uh, I've got a def- uh, big Defy match this weekend or Curryman has a big uh, Defy match this weekend at the very least to uh, oh. reinstate me back into Defy after I've been taken away by the heinous uh, Christopher Daniels. So hopefully I've got my fingers crossed that if everything goes according to plan, that uh, my darling Curryman will take home the victory and I will be reinstated back into the Defy, Defiance, finally, where I belong once and again.
0: I, I hope so. I hope you you do get back in there. Uh, and uh, it's okay. So then, your what? What's your what's your stand up like right now? What what's uh? Are you are you are you running shows or are you uh, going on shows or what? What's your your stand up? A little like?
1: bit of both. A little bit of both. I'm doing like uh, I'm hoping run the open or amateur hour down at a club downtown here in Vancouver at comedy after dark. So I do that on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Uh, Sometimes the odd Tuesday, like tonight I'll be doing that Uh, as well as kind of, I run the music and the DJ there and then do the announcing to like announcing the host of the stage and stuff like that. And so do the announcements as well. So that's pretty fun. Have put on my best, like put on my best ring announcer voice and announce the, (laughs) Oh, here comes your host for this evening. So that's really fun. Uh, but I also, like I said, do help with, like, a little bit of uh, scheduling of the lineups and stuff like that. And then, sure, as, as Sam, if uh, there's an opportunity to get up on that stage, I do. I get up there. If, like, nobody, somebody doesn't show up or if there's just a hole in the card or whatever, I'm up there. And then I also get up at the amateur hours and throw my two cents in the mic there. And then I also yeah. run a show called uh, Comedy Vinyl that I've been running for the last, just over a year, which is a comedy karaoke show that I run out of an art gallery here. So we have our next show on the 23rd of February, uh, which is going to be super fun. And in premises, we do have comedians do a little bit of karaoke, like a minute, minute and a half of karaoke, and then they go into their comedy set. So basically, we make them extremely uncomfortable doing something they don't normally do and then have them shine at something that they're comfortable doing right afterwards. So it shows a little bit of vulnerability, which you don't always necessarily see within stand-up. So right off the hop, they have to be vulnerable and you have to watch them sweat a little bit. And then, like I said, watch them shine at what they are good at.
0: Now, I mean, uh, karaoke seemed like it was kind of a thing that a lot of comedians were doing uh, as well, though. Um,
1: I think was... they see a microphone and then they're like, I need to talk into that. I need, they people need to hear me. If there's a microphone, someone needs to hear what I have to say. I don't care if I have to do it by tune. I will do it if I have to sing.
0: Yeah. um, So then, like, what kind of karaoke are you getting people that are doing? Because, like, when I think of karaoke, there are certain things that, you know, always kind of end up showing up in any sort of karaoke uh, show or uh, karaoke night. Um, Are any of those any of those kind of happen in with the stand up then? Or is it like. Because I don't know, because I'd assume that the the picks that they'd have for songs would be pretty interesting.
1: It is. It's interesting to see because we let the comedians always, it's like comics choice. We don't force them to sing anything they don't want to sing. We want them to like ideally do their best. You know what I mean? It's not going to be very good, even when they do their best. So we want them to at least aim for that. Yeah. Um, and then fall short. Uh, but you know, we've had everything from like, we have had things like Sweet Caroline, like your classics, you know what I mean? Or like some Oasis, some Wonderwall, but we've also had people do like, you know, odd, like the, the like Irish national anthem. We've had people do, yeah. Like a uh, full out, like nineties, like rap songs and stuff like that, or like do something that's like totally opposite form. So it's fun to see some people will choose something that kind of falls right into like what you'd expect from their persona and what they present on the stage. And then some people pick the polar opposite to kind of show that contrast. So that's been fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so then with that, are people like, I don't know, like uh, does, do people then reference then what they did in, in the karaoke part? Or does it just kind of, you do it and then stop and then kind of go into the comedy there's,
1: there's a little bit of that like awkward transition but it's like they do normally kind of riff off it or um or find something uh, that like that's kind of actually where the show started because like i said i do the music uh for when they come like, on and off the stage so yeah. normally i'll like listen to their act and quite often i was noticing that comedians were using some sort of like song popular song and referencing it in their act and then if there was any of that i would make sure that was a song that i played as they walked off the stage so it's kind of like almost a callback to the song they had in their set. And then so a lot of the time I will notice people will pick the song, but I'm like, oh, you pick that song to do karaoke for, because later you're going to do a joke about that song or whatever. Right. So it has sometimes yeah. correlates to their act. And then sometimes it's just completely like out of left field. No. Uh,
0: so then what, what about, uh, so what's going on with Boom then? Because uh, I, I think, yeah, last I saw Boom was doing pretty i i i don't know I, I see random snippets of it every once in a while somehow uh that, yeah coming through and uh look i mean it looks like everyone's having a good time there so i mean that's what more can you ask
1: well, I think that's great that you're seeing that because, like, that's what I love about photos and videos and stuff like that is because it like can capture the moments and capture that energy, right? And Boom has just that so much fun energy, and everyone that goes has like a great time, and all the wrestlers are having a great time as well. So it's just been another, like, so far, like a steady season of, of like growth. We're moving to doing some shows at the UBC campus coming up, which should be super fun. And that's the first time they've ever had wrestling out there. So, uh, oh. that's quite fun away from our normal location here in vancouver so uh that'll be a completely different audience and a different demographic and stuff like that and it'll be fun to see what kind of like uh what, what the kind of audience that brings out what kind of new wrestling fans we can spark within the you know up at ubc and stuff like that like college kids yeah. and see see if what their kind of uh energy is like i haven't really done much work within like campuses and stuff like that and everywhere you run a show has like slightly different energy they want slightly different products so it'll be interesting to see how like boom kind of grows and mutates underneath uh, a new fan base
0: yeah and so is this gonna be like for uh a what's it called like uh like something that has to do with school or is it just just held on on the campus or is it like a like, a, you know, you go to some orientation thing and they have, uh, you know, some event happening and uh, it's it's boom. Uh, is that more what it is or is it?
1: It's going to be entirely lectures. We're going to be doing just basically TED Talks from inside the ring. Each is going to come out and represent their, you know, chosen uh, uh, job. You know, so one are going to be talking about what it's like to be a plumber. No, we're to, I think it's basically just going to be a, like a standard show. Like basically when you see a rock concert at the at the campus or whatever so at the campus i think we're doing some stuff to help um be affiliated with some of the different groups within the campus but other than that we're not like too much affiliated with the school max mitchell who's the like the uh, grand Kumba who's r- running the shows or whatever he's um he's we used to work there for years so he's kind of got the connection there and has like had dreamed about this for years and years so it's kind of his baby boom is his baby partially and then or mostly and then this is also his baby, so.
0: Cool, and so uh yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It would be interesting, like, because then is it is it only open to the school, or is it open to anyone that wants to come
1: to the show? I think it is open to anyone who wants to come. Like, like I say, I think it's just kind of like using it more like a venue, but also then trying to bring like some money within the campus there as well.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, that'll be a pretty cool cool space to run at. Like there's I, I remember I have a lot of fond memories of that place and um yeah, to know that there's going to be wrestling there is a pretty good.
1: Oh cool. Good Did you spend some spot. time there, then
0: Uh yeah, I didn't go there, but I had um I had a buddy that I went to school with um and he went to school there, so I'd go up there and visit him a lot. It cool. was it was really weird when cause I didn't go up there for years. Um, but then like I, I used to go there a lot and like a lot of those times were just sort of a, a blur, I guess would be a fair way to put it. And, uh, but then like we'd start driving around and I'm like, oh, okay. I just sort of like knew where everything was sort of remembered everything. Like I couldn't tell you why or how, but yeah, man, I, I've, I don't know. I spent a lot of time up there in those uh, early 2000s. And um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I don't know. It was a lot of fun. And maybe
1: a lot of fun. We could have fun yeah, with our person.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Come up there and, uh, yeah, have the glory of, of then. And uh, so then what, uh, I mean, I do like because yeah last time we got to talk about that uh we talked about that match that you had that uh, the one with um the oh man. Now I'm I'm blanking on everything today. I'm just I'm losing <laughs> okay. it. The uh, the musical chairs match. Uh Jeez. Or what what was it called? Oh, we-
1: yes indeed not musical yeah, yeah. chairs. Yeah, it was a match that I had that you were that you really you remembered from back in the day what was that match? I've had so much silly goofiness
0: with uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, he he used to be,
1: Man. shoot, okay, was he yeah, was he tall?
0: Nope, he was a short guy, blonde right. hair. Uh, um... oh, the
1: musical match, that's the, what it the was, musical. It was music match, yeah, the
0: music match, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, where it was the whatever song was playing, we were kind of like riffing off that to go like into the next move or whatever. And when I was in control, the right. music was playing, and when he was in control, the music stopped. Yes.
0: That one. Um yeah, man. Uh yeah, and you've always got to, yeah, kind of do something. You know. People are gonna remember your match. Um, you know, Thank whether you. Yeah, you're welcome. What whatever it may be. Um I mean, even even back when you'd come to the shows in Portland, back uh, you know, way way, like yeah, before before I was rusty, uh, you know, those days. I'm I, I'd always remember, you know, walk away remembering your your matches, and um, have yeah, you? What have been some of the ones recently that have been kind of? I, I don't know. I guess they're all kind of out out there, sort of. Um, yeah, but... I, I guess I haven't
1: really... That's a good call. I haven't had any really extreme uh, gimmick weirdness recently. This one coming up at Defy, where that Curry Man's part of is uh, is got some gimmick to it, where it's, we have... Uh, Christopher Daniels has been is the leader of the Team Sovereign, so they're going to be at, and they've been in like interjecting in all sorts of Curry Man's matches and fucking with my future, sorry, uh, and messing with with you know the fans' hearts and mine as well. So this time we're going to have them handcuffed to the ringside, so they're going to eat. They're going to be on one of the posts. So three of the posts are going to have a member of Sovereign handcuffed to them, and I'm really pushing for fuzzy handcuffs, but we're going to see if that goes through or not. But so this is the first match I've had kind of with a out there gimmick in a little bit. Like, I think the last one before that probably would have been might have been the one like the New Year's before this last one where we did the countdown and it we went on like right before midnight or whatever. And the pinfall happened at the stroke of midnight. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. We did like we did the 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 1, 2, 3. Ah! So, yeah, that was still gives me goosebumps. That was pretty fine. That That got me, man yeah right it was pretty rad um so that was i think the last time i did like i mean in part of glam slam which is the half burlesque half wrestling show okay so there's always there's never a time that i'm not doing something weird like in the last year i was like an alien um out in one match it was like aliens versus international or intergalactic destroyers so it was like basically me and Liza Hall and we were dressed up as like beep boop bop, boop boop beep kind of style aliens, green and pink little outfits with uh oh. eyeballs on our head and our our face were covered in a giant mouth. And then we were taking on uh shreds and Malik 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 Mallow and he was uh they're taking it like they were playing these like kind of more savage characters with like these like kind of fur and stuff like that, uh kind of more Klingony y looks. So that happened a while ago and then I didn't uh, I think the last time I wrestled for them I was actually just me, which is equally as weird, but uh not in any specifically odd character or anything that's you know, different from me being my own different self.
0: Yeah. And so I mean, so when, when you have this many different ones going on, uh I I don't know if we talked about this before, talked about this last time, but like what what about when uh someone says you should focus on one uh focus on one thing? Where where what is that what goes on in your head when someone says that?
1: And no one says that to me. Someone should tell me that. I don't know. We'll see what happens when somebody tells me that. It'd be nice. Uh because that's not happening. Uh people are just like, oh do it. And that's really nice. Um, I have a lot of support and uh you know belief from others then and then they continuously like book me and kind of push me past my comfort zone so i think if it wasn't for people not encouraging me to do this uh, all that have my finger in all these different pots i maybe wouldn't but it's kind of like i really believe that like i don't want to turn down opportunities and i want to take advantage of every opportunity that's given to me and that's kind of like a motto that i try and live my life by so if And I get a lot of opportunities kind of tossed my way uh, because they know, people know I'm probably willing to do it. This podcast included, you know, like I, I, different things that people offer me the opportunity and to work with friends and like, you know, do something fun. uh, I want to do it. So for the most part, it's almost me that has to learn to say no, even if it's a cool opportunity um, more so than, people telling me that i need to focus on one thing it's myself that needs to say learn when I, what i can take on and what i can't take on because i find i do because of all these opportunities that it tends to happen to overbook myself like weekends can get pretty thin when i'm doing a burlesque number stand-up and a wrestling show all on the same weekend or and they will probably all fall on a saturday or a friday night so i'm juggling between all these things so yeah I wish there was somebody to tell me, you know, to tell me I'm just to do one thing. I'd love that person. I think I'd pay them. I think that's what I'm paying my therapist to do. Uh, So
0: (laughs) just, yeah, one thing will work. Uh, Why not? And so that, and what happens then if you got three things in one day, then what's, you give yourself some time then the next day to, or, or is it usually,
1: I'd love we to give say it
0: another day.
1: I'd love to say that I do. Uh but but no, I tend to kind of just kind of uh rush through to the next day and then uh and then when I have days off then I'm burnt out. So I find I'm either doing like all of the things or none of the things and I'm just staring at YouTube for hours watching thrifting videos. Uh you know, <laughs> that's yeah. what I But like, how long have I been watching this person go through toys at the Goodwill, you know? I should yeah. get up. I should get out of the house. I should go look for toys at the okay. goodwill. <laughs> Thanks. Have
0: uh, Have you done that at all? Do you ever like? Because I've thought about this with. Because I watch a lot of, drifting videos, uh, as well. But I, I don't know. Because I would think about what I'd want to do, and I don't think I'd want to be there to, like, if if I had something. Where it was something like I've seen some guy do it with a um uh, like a GoPro attached to like right here, mm-hmm. and then he does like voiceover stuff afterwards. Okay, I think would be more my level. I I would. I, I don't know if I'd want to be there with the phone because I probably still be you know checking stuff too to see what it's worth and uh totally. some, yeah,
1: yeah you've got scan scan it on your phone and you wanna like go through stuff with both hands and stuff. I thought yeah. about that too. Like would I have like a GoPro on my head or would it be right. some of the like the chest mounted ones and stuff like that. But then yeah. I'm like am I gonna get the right shots and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know. Like and then am I like showing the product to my chest? Like yeah.
0: yeah. There, there's you, you there see is, that?
1: There, yeah. There it is. Maybe a crotch <laughs> cam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: This, there it is, there it is there's the there's the <clears throat> new toy we found for today and yes. yeah i mean like i don't know i i watch i love watching them um it's so entertaining and it's it's crazy like some stuff i uh i i like i don't know i've seen some where it looks like like going to garage sales i like i like watching the garage sale ones more because i uh enjoy like watching negotiation and and haggling um which is another weird thing like
1: totally. that- that's a, like little level of it i'd say that yeah. for me like when it comes to like the thrifting overall experience i think that garage sale is number 1 like if i was going to like rank them i think that garage sale is probably yeah, I don't know, you never know what you're going to find there. You're probably going to find somebody's like old collection that's, like, there's a chance you might find something that's been buried in the back of a closet for years and years. And, you know, like, some vintage Game Boy stuff I found at a garage sale, and, like, it, that was, like, third hand to them they'd done some work for some older couple and the older couple had their children's game boy stuff or whatever so it was like all through this like and you hear this story that you don't hear any other way you don't hear that when you pick it up at uh the thrift store you don't hear that if you you can sometimes at the flea market so i'd say probably experience wise i'd say uh i'd say uh garage sale flea market thrift store then if you're going to order something off of like like maybe marketplace or ebay or something like that you know or maybe i don't know i've had some fun talking to people on marketplace too so i think any place where you can kind of get the story behind it and get like that extra bit that comes with thrifting that that's that's so fun
0: yeah i I mean i love telling people like where i got i don't know if they're as excited as i was with some of the stuff but you know i'm always wanting to tell them how i came across it or you know like yeah, give that some, you know, somewhat of a story. And if they want to hear it, they, they got it. If not, um, you're in, you know, uh, or I've had people, I also told them to, you know, send a picture to me of, of it in action or, you know, whatever is going on with that. Like, I want to see this stuff living on. Um,
1: I just got a picture last night from a guy. I just did a big ALF sale. I bought like a guy's 20 uh, 20- year-long elf collection he'd been buying stuff for like i said 26 years he was living on the island and decided to finally get rid of everything uh he was selling a little bit of it on marketplace and i sent him an offer uh on one item and then it didn't go through uh because he he sold it first and then i did the same thing on another one he seems like you really seem interested i've got a lot more of this elf are you interested in maybe doing like a lot sale so i bought this guy's giant elf collection it had over like 700 pieces uh there was three garbage bags full of like plushies and stuff like that uh right oh. now right now my phone is placed in between uh two of the elf collector phones from the 80s like the fuzzy ones that yeah that are like here i'll, I'll turn around yeah look holy look, shit look at these puppies look at this right whoa right? okay yeah
0: worth every penny man whatever, whatever you paid for it worth every penny
1: so I've already made my money back uh, off of off of the Alp stuff. I, but the other day I sold two of the garbage bags that were full of the plushies and to a guy. And there were 67 in them uh, in the two bags that I sold this guy. And he sent me a oh, picture gosh. and he put them all into like this one glass case. And it's just like fantastic. So, again, you want to see those pictures. You want to see stuff living on and like where it's going to go and stuff. So,
0: yeah, all for him yeah all the whole bag of alf
1: right i didn't him. think that happened. like i got this stuff and i was like it's been living next to i bought it in january or the yeah end of uh, december uh and then it was been living next to my bed and i had got these two gi- giant gi- giant bags or three giant bags and my room's full of stuff and i'm like what did i do did i make this like what <laughs> am i doing with my life what a weird investment and then Stuff's been moving so quickly that it's been great. So I haven't really been worried about that. But then this guy came and he was interested in a couple items that I had for sale. And then the more we talked, the more he was interested in. And the more I'm like, oh, there's some stuff like I'm going to be able to get rid of like all my stuff to this guy, which was kind of what I was kind of hoping to find somebody who would, was looking for their own collection and like it mattered to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and would want it like he told me he used to collect Elf back in the day as well and so like he already had a collection of like i don't know 50 already so now he's at like 130 12, 17 or something like that or 27 so yeah he's he's set up uh but it's nice to be able to share that with somebody and, and i hear there's hear their story as well about like collecting right yeah yeah
0: yeah and i mean and now that because alf's making a comeback now right because uh, Ryan Reynolds bought
1: it, totally. Just so, I, a good time. It was a good time to make this investment, you know. So it's <laughs> a good time for you to have seven rolls of Alf wallpaper because you know the world needs Alf wallpaper. <laughs> you need a cookie wow. tray. I got your cookie tray with your inlay. I got your cookie trays with your inlays. What you want a windsock? Oh, I got not one windsock. I got two wind songs. What do you want? You want you want a life jacket? Oh, I got your life jacket right here. You want your life jacket? I got your alf life jacket. You want boxer shorts? I got boxer shorts. I got it all.
0: Oh, uh, I I love whoever made that. Whoever came up with all those ideas of put Alf on everything because Yeah, to make us happy you know thirty five years later, forty years later um that's awesome that's that's fucking great
1: uh yeah it's, so it's been a little great like it's and like I think people have met through I'm just doing it through Facebook for the most part, and it's been like there's a buddy who uh who bought one for his sick kid who was like the toy that he collected and had like meant a lot to him growing up and he wanted to like give it to his child uh there was somebody else who told me that they were like I spent a lot of time in children's hospitals when they were young but Alf was like the one thing that like kept them smiling and laughing and then that brought back a memory of mine where when i was little i remember having to go to the children's hospital late late at night in, in calgary they used to air, air Alf at like 12 30 at night on channel seven there uh and it was on uh, in the waiting room at the hospital and remember the same thing that brought me that same sort of solace so I was able to bond with this person over like being sick as a child and how like Alf brought us joy then and how I was able to kind of bring that back to them and stuff like that so just it was really incredible the kind of things you can get by like reminding people of the nostalgia and, and sharing these moments with each other so yeah I think there's something really special about thrifting and the, like the magic that you can kind of uh you can you never know what you're gonna find it's like a treasure hunt right and when you find something and then you're able to like kind of share that with somebody else and pass it along and ideally give everyone a good deal you know what i mean not have to like make a little money for yourself so you can continue your thrifting adventure but also like you know not not gouge the person who's being nostalgic you know
0: yeah and so is there, like, flea markets around there, around Vancouver, or do you have to go out of town?
1: I mean, I love to go out of town, but there is one here that's actually, like, probably, I don't know, like, within three, two miles or three miles from me, from my house, so it's pretty close. Uh And they have a pretty good, like, little, like, kind of collectors and toy section there, so that one's pretty fun, and then they do the toy, like... um exhibition like the retro toy exhibition each year and then i kind of like help a guy's booth there so i got to meet like some people through that and like but make a little money that day and uh, spend a lot more money that day um but you know it's it's, it works out kind of something i've always been into um thrifting and since i was little and and toys since my whole life as well so kind of like winding back here or doing stuff here now isn't surprising to me
0: yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's something about it that, yeah, just, just, uh, I don't know, man, like it's, it's addicting for sure. And like, yeah, doing that kind of stuff as a kid, I'm um, going, yeah, going to the stores or having a little bit of money and doing hitting the garage sales around the neighborhood totally. and, uh, I come back with crap and then <laughs> parents going, what, why, why the hell are you buying that? What do you need that for? Like, I got it, I got it, I got it. Um but... Why
1: do you need a cardboard cutout of the crocodile hunter? <laughs> right.
0: Do you have one of those?
1: I did, yeah, I did. For, I bought that at a thrift store, like or like garage sale when I was a little kid. It was that was exactly I don't think my mom ever gave me grief, but I think I did get a like shake of the head when I dragged in Steve or went underneath my arm, you know what I mean? And I'm like, Yeah, but he's life size. Come on, it was four dollars. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, that's, man, that's a great thing to have, like, and to just, where else are you going to get that, like, and just the fact that you can have something that random show up, and here it is, and, yeah. I think
1: it really, ADHD in my head, like, it really kind of scratches that itch really nicely, where it's, like, just random, right, and it's like, oh, this, and I can hyperfixate on something that just kind of popped out of nowhere, and it's new, and it's, like, Exciting, but also ignite something from the past from a different, like a more, I don't know, from this hits that nostalgia button, hits like hyper fixate. It, I don't know, there's something about it that makes me like, feels like it works with my like kind of form of brain.
0: Yeah, mine too. And, uh, it's, it's nice too. And then just like looking over at this stuff, like every once in a while, I'm like, oh yeah, man, like I have that or, you know, when you get rid of it even like it's kind of like it's nice to be like okay even if i know someone's flipping it i'm i'm usually fine with it like if if i know they're gonna get something out of it but then yeah then i can hope that it's going to to someone else down the line because it's still like it's not stopping on them that's it's just not...
1: part of the journey right which is kind of cool uh like yeah. that guy the the Alf stew he told me that he was able to flip five of the more bootleg looking ones to a lady. And he said that it made her day. And I saw the way it made his day. And the fact that he was able to share with me that it made her day, then it's just, it it just carries on. Right.
0: Right. Um. So the videos you're watching, the the thrifting videos, what, what ones Or what kind of ones are you watching? What are they doing?
1: Um... Mostly like I find mostly going to thrift stores or like the vintage toy sales and like buying, or garage sales or whatever kind of any place they can get their hands on vintage toys for the most part. I think w- sometimes they're flipping uh, if they're looking for like a grail item or something like that. Uh, but most of the time it's for their own collection. I don't have as much room, so I have to live vicariously a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, with like the ADHD, I'm not like a full collection type person where, where is, like, I have to track down everything. I like the pieces that I like and I don't, then I kind of move on to the next thing. So I don't have like these like complete collections, but I have like the things I said, that I find that are like my treasure items. So that's the ones I watch most part is people like, yeah, hunting for their hunting, for just eighties, nineties toys for the most part.
0: Yeah. You ever, uh you ever watch any dumpster diving
1: videos? i watched a little bit, but not much. Uh, But the ones I've watched, I was like, oh, wow. Some of the stuff that people find in those, like, I watched one the other day where somebody found a bunch of, like, Disney um, rugs that, like, all went for, they were all pristine and they were, like, Nightmare Before Christmas, Mickey Mouse, they're all Halloween themed and they were all like, oh, you're going to flip those right away, you know what I mean? And those just got out, like, come on. And I, I myself found a Technodrome in an alleyway one time like a complete like it's not complete but it's in pretty good shape for free you know what i mean like i also found a barbie like a vintage 1970s barbie yellow van one time in the alleyway and then i i put that up on facebook and then the guy i was taking improv classes from said that he rode that what he like put his little button it when he was like three years old and it was his sisters and he smashed it and he she was super mad at him so he wanted to replace it for her all these years later. And so he, I traded it to him for improv classes.
0: Holy shit. Okay. That's awesome.
1: And it happened like in like, I don't know, two days. Like I I found it, I cleaned it up, put it on Instagram. He sent me the message. I was about to pay him for improv classes that weekend. And I'm like, how about we do a trade? Boom, done. So like that's, that to me feels like, so the flow of the universe do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I, I find this thing that my friend needs because he wrecked it for his sister 30 years ago and then I'm wanting to pay him. Off. Like, it just feels like it ties up in a little bow. Like, yeah. sometimes the that happen in the thrifting feel like, like, things that are undeniable, like, when you get those moments from the universe that are undeniable, do you know what I mean? When you find the yeah. item that you've been looking for for years or that was, like, just right for you or... Or whatever it is, you know what I mean? That just feels like it lands in like when you turn the Rubik's Cube the right way and everything falls in place. And you're like, oh, this is those moments where you're like, there is something out here and I don't know, maybe I'm looking for connections, but if I'm looking for magic and finding it, then I'll keep looking, you know?
0: Yeah, and I mean your friend probably wouldn't have gone out looking for that uh that piece. Like it it was the thing like you're the one who's out doing it. You're the one who's out. Yeah, I don't know if you were, you were seeking it out. Uh, and no, he was here. Just
1: anyway, alley. This one was in the alleyway behind my house, behind my house, like in the next to the dumpster behind, like it couldn't have been handed more to me. Uh, another example yeah. of that is where I got, like, I, I don't know if you have this in the States, but like uh, in most apartment buildings, at least in Vancouver, Um there's a place down by the mailboxes where people leave their old crap that they don't want, but is maybe still Uh useful. So like a coffee machine or whatever, you know what I mean? And someone will throw works on it or like a stickier that says works or whatever. And then people kind of recycle that way. So there's almost like a little thrift store always happening at the front of every apartment building in Vancouver, lower. I say, I say mid to lower end apartment building in Vancouver. I don't think the high end ones are doing this. Um, but I found a set of three of like, uh, kid robot gorilla figures down there, uh, wow. that were like completely mint and yeah, in that pile, they went for $300, you know what I mean? And I didn't leave my house. I, I found them in the front of my building I came upstairs. I took a picture, I put it on Facebook marketplace. Somebody came to the front of my building and I handed them out the front door and I got money. Like, you know what I mean? So some of these things yeah. are like. I guess it's the people who are looking for it, like you said, kind of have their eyes open. But
0: yeah, I mean, those were great. I missed that. I had that at uh, one of my places when I was living in uh, in Minneapolis. What like one of the apartments we were in had like in the lobby, kind of part of the the building, just stuff that was out there for whatever. I leave stuff when I could, but yeah, some of the stuff is like. I'm taking that. I'm taking that. I know where that's going. That I know, this gonna, it's gonna do well. And um, and it was nice too. There was it was easy to get boxes. Um, like the boxes. Uh, the dumpster with the boxes in it was in a in an underground part. Um, because oh. I mean that that's a thing that's tough though. If you have to ship anything and, I mean, getting those boxes and living in the Northwest, um, you're not always going to get dry boxes. Good call. Um, that can be a little difficult. But if you're doing it local, I mean, you don't have to really worry about that as much. But um, do you do any shipping or anything or are you just doing all the yeah,
1: I'm not opposed to shipping. I've just found for the most part, I've been doing like better, more business locally than I have been. And it makes it easier. So I guess I've been leading into that a little bit more. I also get to have those one-on-one experiences with people too. I think that's kind of what I do. I would put buying stuff off eBay as my least favorite way to buy thrift stuff or buy secondhand stuff because I lose that one-on-one connection with people. Um, and also the thrill of finding it, like, there's it's still cool. And I'm not saying I haven't bought stuff off eBay and I won't buy again, and not saying people shouldn't buy off my eBay page, but um, but yeah, so I think that's why I don't lean into it as much as I do the one on one face to face or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I mean, with the uh, and with eBay too, with a lot of toys and stuff of that nature, there's can be a lot of questioning of the of how well it's going to get to them like if you know uh, there's that especially if something's still in a package um I it's just I don't know I've done that a few times and I ended up with a whole bunch of toys and stuff that were in still the original packaging and I ended up like doing one big lot to a friend um and just get rid of it that way because I do not there was, that didn't seem like something that, and I, I was moving anyway. So like, I'm like, okay, I'll give it to this guy and let him do that. And uh, cause yeah, like if, yeah, if I have toys, like I want, maybe that's what I need to do. That's, I, I have, I have a, a wall right here of probably, well, maybe 60% of the stuff that I need to post is right here. Okay. And the the other 40 is like right in front of me right now. Um, and, you know, stuff doesn't really sell if you don't post it. That's uh, something that. Yeah. <laughs> I no, oh yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, yeah. And, but I don't know. I don't know why I, I haven't. Uh, so have you like, have you? I, I mean, stick with one thing. But have you thought about going the route of doing any videos for your uh, for your thrifting? Or
1: yeah, for sure. I haven't like put too much more thought, other than like that being the first one. You know what I mean? Being like, oh, I'd like to. Is this something I'd like to do? I think it'd be fun. I think people are interested in the stuff that I kind of have been buying and stuff like that. Like I know I would watch my videos, um, yeah. so that means that there's a market out there somewhere for it um i'd probably want to do something that i don't know i, I guess no one's really doing it from my, my end of the world so that would be kind of my take on it but yeah i haven't like put too much into it thought into what exactly that would be um yeah trying to with this art like i have an art the art show coming up uh which is i think we're kind of getting to eventually or we'll be kind of I think what maybe struck this podcast up in the first place was the, uh so I promised myself I wouldn't take on too much before that. Did I right. follow that rule? No, I didn't follow that rule. But I think um, after the end of this month, which is when the, like, the gallery showing is uh, from the 22nd to the 25th at Slice of Life in Vancouver, um, you can, yeah, after that, it, I'll be kind of like seeing what my other thoughts are and something within video is for sure coming up whether it be thrift or something else, I'm not entirely sure, but there's definitely, after that, I'll be taking on a new project, I imagine.
0: Oh, dang. Okay. And so is it 26? Okay. So that's in what, like a couple of weeks then or so? couple weeks. Yeah. couple of weeks. And um, so what, tell me more about that then What with your show
1: coming up. For sure. Uh, So it's basically like I've been running, like I said, this comedy vinyl shows out of an art gallery for the last year and a half. And so there's three different rooms in there that we've been running the show out of. And our favorite is this like little art gallery side. We're not drawing crazy big numbers. So one of the sides is a warehouse that feels like we're like screaming in a gymnasium. A little bit, um, to so it's a, and it's got all this, it's a pinball gallery as well, and there's cool art everywhere, so it's very distracting away from the stand up. The side we like the best is this little art gallery, intimate side that has a thrift store on one side and is an art gallery and has different like artists come in every week and have put their stuff up on the wall. Uh, I've been doing like physical, like uh, medium artwork for like paintings and drawings and stuff since I was like two. Like my whole life, that was the first art I ever did it was I was like annoying my mom when she would do art when I was young. So she bought me an easel when I was really little. And uh, so I've been doing it my whole life and cartoons and stuff like that. And then but never been like uh, the type that necessarily was going to show my stuff in a gallery. Um, just always felt like it was never it was always rough. It was never pristine. It was never this like perfect Like the stuff I imagined I saw in galleries or at least my perception of art in galleries. And then when I started going to Slice of Life and seeing uh, these shows and being in the room, I would kind of like was closer to the art than I'd ever been before uh, and was able to see kind of little imperfections um, and how they didn't matter and how they were still on the wall and how this person's borders weren't perfect. And but still, when I took a step back, that's a great fucking painting and it didn't take anything away from it. Uh, so that really seeing the imperfections inspired me that I'm like, you know what, I can I can do this. Uh, and during uh, the pandemic, when there was uh, I really like found that that kept my hands busy, like I needed something to do. So I was drawing, I was painting, I was doing needle felt work. So I ended up like with like stacks of paintings and pieces of work that I had finished Um So I was like, you know what, I'm going to like throw my hat into the ring and see about if they'd be interested in having me at their gallery. And so they said yes. And uh, and we arranged it so that we're going to be doing a comedy vinyl show on that art gallery side while my art's being shown. So it's going to be like my art on the wall and me doing my art on the stage. And so like all the things happening at once, uh, which is really cool. And then I'll be selling like some, some t-shirts I've made as well as some uh, stickers that I've designed. Uh, so there's like, kind of like cheaper things you can buy. And I'm also trying to keep my art like a reasonable rate um, just because it's, I, I, what, what could I buy uh, within reason? You know what I mean? I don't want to take advantage of anyone or to make somebody not be able to get a piece because it's priced out.
0: Right. And
1: so I to, you know, not, I did it for expression. And if somebody can show that they like that expression and toss me something to make, buy myself a cheeseburger, I'm happy. Maybe two, maybe, uh, burgers. Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe a couple of good, uh, at least a double cheeseburger or so. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so is your, uh, how are you making the shirts? How's that going? Are you like, do you have a press or do you, uh, are you, Make
1: like drawing screen, on them uh silk screen is what, <laughs> what i, I do uh, really? basically what i'm doing is like um that one is a third party so i'm getting someone to help me with it but it's my like i drew i hand drew a logo then i went on to photoshop and i altered the logo to make it right for the silk screening and then i'm getting a friend to do that i've done my own silk screening uh in the past uh which is something else i'd like to do uh and maybe i'm hoping to get my hands on this screen when this run is done and then kind of that way I have it for future projects and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I didn't, I, I I've learned and that's one thing I'm kind of trying to continue to learn is like to, as much as I want to do all these things, if I can like kind of in a way, spread the wealth too, you know what I mean? If I can like, I don't need to take on every art project myself. Uh, and if somebody's there that can help me, then I want to like, and it's their skill. Then I don't need to make it my skill. And that's one thing I've I I notice myself being a little bit greedy with, or maybe greedy is the wrong word, ambitious, but also kind of greedy, where it's not like I don't want to own all the things in the world. I don't need the fanciest Mm -hmm. car or like whatever, but I wanna like have every skill. Yeah. And to learn that I don't need to and then I get down on myself or beat myself up when I don't learn the skill in a second. Rather than going to someone else who has the skill, like if I want, like rather than becoming a hypnotist, I how would I go to you? You know what I mean? It, you know, and then right. it builds community and it makes things rather than me having to do everything myself. And I really like, I'm I'm really appreciative of the people I have in my life that like uh, seamstresses or people who do hair or people who do have done my makeup or take pictures or whatever, all these other people. Cause when we can combine like our art, then it's even, it's even better.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it seems like it's such a hard thing to let go of part of it, you know, being all controlled by you and uh, you know, every little bit of it, but yeah, like being able to collaborate with someone and, you know, being able to, to put them over and like, you know, put, what they're doing out into the world. Um,
1: well, taking stress off you, it feels kind of like a win-win. Right? You know what I mean? If I'm trying to make my own wrestling gear, as well as being the wrestler in the gear, as well as, you know, eating right and working out, knowing the moves, but also making the stuff and learning how to, like, how about I pay you and I say thank you so much for your talent and respect the hell out of you. Spread the good word of how much, how much I love your tights. Wear yeah. them all over so everyone can see your work while I'm doing my work at the same time, and I don't need to have stress about it. And I also wear nice tights rather than the shitty ones that I would make myself. Um <laughs> win.
0: have you ever made your gear at all? Or any parts of your gear?
1: Definitely made like distressed it. I wouldn't say I've made anything. I okay. think I've wrecked stuff and then wore it to the ring. <laughs> Fashionably wrecked stuff.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it's there's there's so much that's so easy to, I oh, man, like I don't know, I I would, I, I don't know, I don't know why it seems so difficult to to do that to just, and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that difficult, um, especially when I mean there's people, especially in in the worlds that that we're in, like there's so many people that have so many different skills and talents. are just sort of sitting there, especially, you know, if, you know, they're your friend and they, you know, kind of have a, you know, similar view of the world and um, it'd be, yeah, cool to be able to, you know, get them to do that. And then, yeah, be able to show off what they're doing and then they can show off that, Hey, you know, I have, you know uh i got i got Randy wearing my my gear and it's it's looking looking fucking awesome and like why yeah, not I, why not
1: i don't know yeah, i don't know what it is i don't know why uh, part, yeah part i don't know part of it i think we don't want to be told no or we don't want to be we we don't want to share our dream because somebody might tell us that it doesn't it's it takes on a reality as soon as we share it with somebody you know what i mean it's one, one more yeah. step so like there's that scary scary part of it actually coming to fruition because then i have to like live up to it i am called to action and i think then there's also the like like i don't know the want to be able to oh i can do that and, and sometimes you have to put that aside you know like i made that t-shirt design the other day that i said i just shipped it off to the uh person and it was not easy on me like i'm not a computer tech person at all uh i was having really struggling with like Just getting it off. Like, I made it four different times. I was sweating bullets. I was like, it made it wrong. Then I do it this way, and it was wrong. And then that way, and it took so many different times. I finally get it sent off. And then a comedy company, a comedy club I work for, uh, the thread pops up, and it's like, hey, we're looking to have a T-shirt made. We think it would be a good way to, like make money off the, uh, make some more extra money. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I could make that t-shirt. And they're like, could anyone do this? And I'm like, well, I could definitely do that. And I had to take a side and be like, did you just have fun making your own t-shirt? You could do this. For sure you could. You're not going to get paid to do it. So that's not really, not that it's all about money, but it's going to be a lot of stress and a lot of things, taking you away from things that, that you are already working towards and things you already, projects you already said yes to. So, yeah. And I left it. I it was like, don't don't message them about it. Not two hours later, I had somebody else come up with a design, and they were going with that. And so somebody else filled in that gap that I felt the call to action, like, I need to be the one to do this. I didn't need to be the one to do that. Someone else did it. And I don't know whether their design was any better or, like, was any worse than the one I would have come up with. Probably better. And it was funny because it was almost the same. Like, one of the images I had in my head was place called underground comedy so i pictured uh, stairs you know seems simple right probably yeah. what you picture right and that was right. on the shirt well i pictured making a shirt with stairs they made a shirt with stairs i think theirs is better than the one i would have made so it was the right way to taking a step aside was the right way to go I, you know and
0: you didn't have to sweat bullets
1: right no exactly yeah you have to do like i'm good at like the thought of it and stuff like that but transferring it from physical, either physical to uh, digital, or getting it in a digital media or in a digital platform is harder for me than it is making it a physical one. So I do that stuff. And other people do other stuff. And it's, it's like the rock said, know your role. And I think that's something we need to like, kind of, I, I, I hold the heart and I don't take it as like an insult. You know, I think it's like, like you're rusty, you're great at being rusty, you know, that's who you're meant to be. You do Rusty better than anyone else can do Rusty. And if you're trying to play another role, you're not gonna succeed in it as much. And same with me, like I'm Randy, I'm Theo, I'm me, you know, whichever I hat I'm wearing at the moment. Uh but like it's all the same person, and I can only play the roles that I can play and and succeed at the rules that I'm meant to play. So uh yeah, we don't okay. need it at all.
0: Who better than you? Who who better
1: than Canyon, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, than Canyon. At, <laughs> cross out canyon and, and write randy for today yeah. uh, but uh yeah
1: pretty good shirt if it said if it said who better than canyon? cross it and then it says you you was written yeah. underneath that's like this nice motivational kind of cute that that would be
0: that would be and um uh, why not why not <laughs> that's yeah it that would probably actually do pretty well
1: it's not um, a bad shirt uh
0: not a bad shirt uh not, not to add one more thing to your plate. Um Yeah. Um so where where's everyone gonna find you? I you've already said a number of of things uh and places and I can throw those into the notes as well.
1: Cool. So I, I think the next thing will be like uh I will be in in the I will be sitting backstage biting my biting my nails watching Curry Man take on Christopher Daniels. Uh for my honor, uh, this Friday night at Defy, uh, you can also see me at uh, from Defy Seven, their big seventh anniversary show, which is going to be fantastic. Oh, wow. and, yeah, right, pretty exciting. And I think I've been there for not seven, but like six and a bit. So it's been a really fucking fun ride. Like yeah. I, I, I'll never be able to say enough good things about what that company has done for me as like a person and for wrestling in the Pacific Northwest uh help me grow as a entertainer and as uh, as a human um uh, so i could get emotional about it so i will stop before i get too sappy but so that's where you can find me crying backstage at defy number defy seven this uh, friday night uh i've got I'm doing roast battle Vancouver on the 15th of January. So it's my first time doing a like a one-on-one roast battle. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, because it feels like wrestling to me. It feels like we're just. Gonna, I'm just think we're cutting promos on each other. At least in my brain, that's all I'm yeah. doing, right?
0: Yeah. So, uh, um, uh, for the rose battles, do you what's how's that work? Do you know who you're going against? Or, there's like, is there like eight people in there, and you have to kind of know something about all of them, or is it just uh?
1: it's how one-on-one it? we get told our we get told our opponents in advance um so far for this one uh i have more more um practice or like we've had more like we met and we talked over coffee which is something i never do for a wrestling match so i feel like i'm more prepared for this rose bell in some ways than i am for most of my wrestling matches even though i've wrestling by you know how it is um
0: okay, we met
1: match. we talked over kind of like we never met before, so we met over coffee, kind of talked to each other about our lives. Um, um, and then just basically going from there, you know? Um, I kind of go what's okay to talk about, what's not okay to talk about. Is there any lines? Is there anything you don't want to cross or whatever? Um, so to me, it feels very much like, hey, hey, brother, how you doing? Is anything hurting? Is there any moves you don't want to take tonight? Oh, your knee's bugging you a little bit? Okay, cool, we won't work your knee tonight. So it feels like very much of that, like, we're being horrible to each other, uh, but it's content Uh right. And that to me, like makes the big difference. So I'm excited to like to see how that goes and to take somebody on verbally rather than uh, physically, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be a fun time there to get to do it. So it's, it's just one person for each. Night. Just
1: one person. <laughs> we're doing, but yeah, we got five jokes we're telling each other. So it's like one, like I tell a joke and they tell a joke and I tell a joke and they tell a jokes so for five. Then we have, judges and they judge our, us and decide who the winner is. And if we're tied, then we have one more tie-breaking joke. So we have to write six, Ooh. but ideally only having to tell five. Uh, but I mean, if you have to tell six, that's fun too. So, uh, yeah. And then they, they we have a, haven't uh, sorry, we don't have a crown champion currently right now. The person just like uh, gave up the belt. So we have the belt is up for grabs. So we're trying to all work towards show ourselves off and try and work our way up to that coveted championship so i've held many belts but i've never held a rose championship so it's kind of the goal it's yeah, kind of the goal I,
0: I think that's a fair goal and yeah to uh i mean yeah that's a belt that yeah i mean you don't have so i mean you have to you exactly have to add it man um it it was crazy with uh having a belt uh for uh For shows um it was weird like when uh when Sid and I were were doing doing the shows and we had like we had a a belt for the winner but it'd be hard man it'd be hard for people like who didn't win like uh it's like okay well you know it's it's a show It's it's okay totally you're you're okay you're we still like you we still like you but uh you know some you know like you can't come back next month or whatever. Uh, probably, you know, might have to go a different way. But, um, yeah, some people got upset with it. But, like, what, what you going to do, man?
1: That's just uh, it. Like, but, it's so funny, though. Like, I think coming from wrestling, I'm – like, I don't know. I'll have to see how it goes. I've been helping out at the roast Battle shows. I've been doing, like, the DJ work. Yeah. Uh, I've been around at the shows. And I'm watching people get, like, pretty upset and, like, taking me aside afterwards and being like <sighs> – from the inside, you know, like, why didn't I win? And I'm like, oh, my goodness, these right. people being super upset about it. And uh, yeah, I'm not a competitive person in that way. So I think it'll be interesting to, like, I want to win, obviously, but I don't, uh, being from wrestling and being told I'm not going to win so many times for so many years right. that I'm not going to win. And uh, being assumed, I'm probably always going to be told I'm not going to win. Uh, yeah. I. It's not that big of a deal to me. Uh, but it is funny to see how people get, like, Competitiveness is so interesting that way. You can be on something silly as roast battle on like right. a a dad's dick joke. You know what I mean? And like, well, like you know, I'm sorry, man. His dad's dick joke was better than <laughs> you know your mom uh is an alcoholic joke. So I'm uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. So asinine. <laughs>
0: right. And um so are those getting filmed? Are that you like? I, I see a lot of those. Uh, they end up on on TikTok. I think they do some out of uh there's some in la and then i think there's some in texas that do as well and
1: um these are that's the goal i know they're filming everyone but i don't i think they're planning on filming everyone and then uh like uploading the best one of the week kind of and the stuff like that i think the goal i know there is like a like a North American Roast Battle Federation. And I think the ones you both you mentioned are both in it, Texas and Los Angeles. And I yeah. think our goal is to become part of that. Uh yeah. yeah. So I think that's like the long term goal. All
0: right. It's like yeah.
1: the, N- the, no. the, the what? It's like the NWA.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was yeah. And you can be like, well, yeah, I guess it'd be the I well, I guess with you it'd have to be, I, you know, the, either All Star or the Stampede, but I don't know whichever one. I yeah, I, I, you, yeah, I like you got I,
1: both. Oh, that's fun. That yeah, is kind uh, of fun to do, like a heel run where I like make it like just make it all about Stampede wrestling. If I win the championship, see, that's the one thing. That's part of why I want to go for this belt is because I, I, I want to do some storyline. I think that could be super <laughs> fun. You know what I mean? Even if it's like we do like the Shawn Michaels, the boyhood dream, you know what I mean? To win this roast battle championship and stuff like that. Even simple vignettes of me doing workouts and stuff like that with the gold roast battle was my championship goal, you know, running upstairs style. It's easy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Put some little video uh, up, like right before you come out, like, yeah, some little. Totally. With, uh, maybe with like Creed or something playing, uh,
1: so exactly yeah, my sacrifice?
0: My sacrifice, yeah, something like that. And
1: uh that's yeah pretty fucking fun. That might have yeah. to happen. And then big heel turn once you win.
0: Yep. Uh, right, right in right in the battle, man. Um, yeah, dude, hell yeah. Uh thank you so much for being on. Uh yeah.
1: Thanks for I, having me, right?
0: Yeah, enjoy getting to talk with you, man. And uh yeah, I'll well, uh get you back sometime here. Uh yeah.
1: But yeah, yeah, we'll come down and we'll do some thrifting or something like that, you know?
0: Yeah, man, yeah, come down here. uh, Come
1: to Amish country and see what they got to thrift, you know? Do they got, like, sickles?
0: That's that's what I'm trying to figure out. I I bet, I bet there's some, there's some uh, interesting stuff. It's wild. Uh, So I went to this Christmas party and um, it's with a bunch of Amish people. And since, so, like, they sound like a mixture of, like the uh, like CKY, like like jacket, Bam Margera type type of, uh, or like Bloodhound Gang kind of af- kind of accent mixed with like Bob and Doug McKenzie, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting um, accent, but yeah, man, um, yeah, i I'm excited to get to garage sale season. I- I'm waiting. There's there was one the other day, but usually have to, you know. It was a nice day out, so got to wait maybe another couple months and then, yeah, start.
1: We're you know. close. I was just thinking that the other day. I'm like, March is right around the corner, and Keeners will put it out there if it's nice. Keeners will do a March garage sale.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope hope it's soon, man. I, I'm waiting. I'm counting down the days. So me too. Um, yeah. Well, hey, have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll keep in touch. All right.
1: sure take care friend
0: bye y'all all All right ravenous randy myers dude fuck yeah um yeah that's fun i like uh i like our conversations i'm glad we got to talk about thrifting and there as well so thank you everyone for listening here on the rusty diamond podcast network and that is the show man boom (laughs) It's Rusty Diamond, Motherfucker! I meant my